Hi, and welcome to the Bravely You podcast, the podcast designed to empower you to unapologetically harness your uniqueness and to fully embody the essence of the courageous, multifaceted, confident woman. The woman who is in control of her own reality, who takes up all the space she undeniably deserves, and who is not afraid to rewrite her own story. I'm your host, Valentina Marzola, a multi-passionate, certified transformational empowerment coach, mindset mentor, model, speaker, health and wellness enthusiast, clean cooking fanatic, multilingual globetrotter, passionate nature lover, and a woman on a mission to help millions of women to find their courage, their connection, and their confidence to live a powerful and abundant life. Sounds like a lot? Well, I do not have to fit into simply one box. I want to inspire you to fully and wholeheartedly believe in the infinite potential that lies within you. Your power lies in your uniqueness, in all the complementary dimensions that make you who you are. This is your time to elevate, to upgrade, to step into your light and to finally be bravely you. This is a safe space for you to tune in to fun, authentic, intuitively-led conversations, a raw and honest diary of my journey, and science-backed facts and tools on all things female empowerment, positive psychology, mindset, confidence, healing, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I appreciate you, I see you, I'm with you, and I cannot thank you enough for being here with me. And with that being said, let's begin. It's funny because I just never really know how to start an episode. Like you've just heard my intro and yeah, interesting. I don't know. It's always been a kind of interesting dilemma. If you hear some noise in the background, it's my doggy. He's with me here in the office. And um, so yeah, because I just made it awkward for myself, let's jump right into the episode, which is finding a home away from home. When I mentioned that I am moving again, I asked on my social media, who wants to hear an episode on how I, you know, this is so common for me now, which does make it less overwhelming, by the way, but we'll get into it. It's just, I'm just so used to it that I was wondering, is anyone, does anyone, is anyone interested in hearing like my experience with moving and how I find a home away from home and how I find stability in a move? And everyone, it was highly requested to make this episode. So I'm really excited to share this and to speak a little bit about, you know, finding a home away from home and finding your own true stability when you're moving so much and moving as often as me. So I am moving <laughs> in two weeks time. And yes, this is one of the moves that really got me, I must say. And I've moved a lot. So a little bit of background info. Uh, I moved out of my, uh, I moved out from home at the age of 16, where I didn't move too far away from home. I was living in a dorm uh, from Monday to Friday and I would come home on weekends. So, but I still left home. <laughs> at the age of 16. So I was uh, living in Slovenia and I was coming home on weekends. So that was my first kind of experience. And ever since then, I just left home. And then for a little time, I went back home for the time where I found a great therapist next to our uh, home in Italy. And that's where I had moved back in with my parents, which I had mentioned in our other couple episodes when I had to stop studying 
give up everything and just focus on my mental health and on the recovery of my panic disorder and anxiety and chronic anxiety. So that's when I moved back home for a little bit. But anyway, from the age of 19 up until the age of, I would say, when did I break the record? So probably last year. So it would be till the age of 25 or 26. I had never lived in a place longer than a year and a half. So as soon as one year and a half hit, bam, I was gone. (laughs) And uh, it's interesting, but it's always been, I must say, before I get into the whole finding a home away from home, this has always been part of me. And if you've been following me for a while, you know I speak a lot about our own values. And my number one core value is freedom. It's, It's what makes me. If I feel caged in in any way, I lose my spark. I become extremely, um, how can I say, negative and I, I get sad. I, I lose all my essence kind of thing. And I know it. I know it that freedom is the most important part of, you know, it's the most important value for me. And, you know, that's why I've also created the life that I'm living right now where I'm not... For example, the idea of a nine to five was kind of like it was it was suffocating me. It didn't make me feel happy. There was no sense of like, yes, I get to work and I get to, you know, uh, I get stability. I get to work my way up. No, it was absolutely um, terrifying for me to have to live my life based on other people's rules. So again, big, big freedom seeker. It's a big part of me. And I've always felt like I need to be on the move because I've always looked for new experiences and I'm not afraid to try new things. I've always been a big, uh, how can I say, freedom seeker, traveler, and also curious. I've always been very curious and always been wanting to try out new things and be part of different places and environments and cultures. And I also often say this, you know, I speak so much about being a multifaceted person and having multi-faceted approaches in how I work. And why is that? It's because it's part of me. So I've always liked being in different environments and trying different things out for me to really feel like, okay, I can take a decision or okay, this is right for me. So I needed this sense of expansion. And so for me, as soon as something would become a routine, as soon as something becomes very, very settled and very fixed, it's hard for me to feel at ease with it because I almost feel restricted and constricted if that's a word and I feel like I'm caged in and I'm a kind of person that needs free flow and I need to be surrounded by people who um, understand that and also people who are not threatened by my constant need and desire of expansion of change of you know mutation and growth and I'm constantly evolving And I think this also really reflects into the way I live my life. Like I'm never settling. (laughs) And uh, sometimes it's very positive because you'll see me strive for growth and excellence all the time. But there's also a whole downside of it, of um, never being still. And that can take a toll on your body, on your physical body and so many things. And I'm not saying sitting still, like I I get to chill. (laughs) I find time to chill, but my mind, Okay, my mind will keep on going and going and going and going and going. And it's just making all these different connections and scenarios. And I've got this a really loud monkey mind, a really loud mind that keeps this constantly processing. And so I need to make conscious efforts to 
bring it back down yeah so just to say that this re really reflects in the fact that I've always wanted to move always wanted to try something new as soon as I had the chance to settle I, I was looking for new stimuli I was looking for something new and so that's just a little bit of the basics for you to know that like this came from me okay and so I've always wanted to do that so when the moment came for me to settle so Let's fast a bit forward to when I was studying, let's say. That's a great time to settle, right? You're starting a degree that's going to take approximately three years. Um, and so you know that, okay, I'm going to be still for a longer time here. And I'll kind of, you know, settle and put my roots, how can I say, into the ground here. Uh, and I started my psychology degree in Vienna and one year and a half year in, even when I had all of the stability in the world, I was living uh, really a couple minutes away from my grandparents and had my own apartment and everything was settled there. I mean, I could finally have all my doctors in one place and all my documents in one place because I've been all over the place. It was finally a place for a little bit of stability, but one and a half year in, I decided, nope, I want to go to Berlin and I want to do an experience and try out something new and uh, do a, a semester abroad in Berlin. I ended up falling in love with the city and stayed a whole year and a half and after that year and a half I left again to another city and then again to another city and so it was a constant it's a constant constant move and I've also have you know we've always been a little bit spread out so I have come from a very international family and so I have family in Greece, like I have family in Austria, like I have family in Italy, in Germany, all over the place. And so we are really spread out. And I think this has always been kind of part of me, uh, really seeing the world as my oyster. Is that even a term? I don't know why I use expressions when I can't use them, but you know what I mean. So the world is like, I felt like, you know, it's a beautiful place to explore. I haven't spoken much about this on the podcast, but at the age of 15, I went on an expedition. So, and I went, um, had the wonderful, wonderful experience and um, the blessing to be on an expedition in India. So I've seen, you know, at very young age, also a complete different part of the world. And I've been brought up to... Um, uh, discover and travel. I've been always brought to different places and I've been traveling from a very young age. So this has always been part of me. So I'm just saying this in at the beginning of this voice of this voice note of this podcast because some people have not been brought up this way and it might be just extremely scary and overwhelming to even just take a plane for a week to go I don't know, to a, to a city in, in Europe, you know, and I've at a very young age had already gone to the States or to Africa and places like that. So just wanted to say that um, before I start my, my, my entire episode on this. So it's part of me. It's something I've, uh, I've always kind of felt the need to do. And as soon as I would settle, I felt like Ooh, it's time to keep on moving forward. And I'm sure there's going to be the day that comes where I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to settle now. I don't need to constantly move. Uh, and it will come. I know it will come. But right now, I am moving. So fast forward to everything. I moved to the UK a couple years back. I think two and a half years ago. Maybe two and a half years now or maybe three. Anyway, it's the longest place I've ever been in since the age of 19. So before that, it was always a year and a half. And then it was time for a change. 
So this time, when I moved to Brighton a couple of years back, I moved in for the first time with my boyfriend. Before that, we were not living together, living separately. And I was, you know, moving around and studying in other places and doing different placements and internships, etc. And then I moved here with him. So we moved into a new house in November. So a lot of you have been following me on Instagram or wondering like, why is she moving again? She just moved end of this year. So right before the lockdown, the longer lockdown we experienced in November, we managed to get into a house with a garden and uh, move out a little bit. We had to leave the other place because it was just a time for change and a lot of... um, things that are not needing to be mentioned here were uh, made us decide to change uh, place and so we moved 15 minutes out from our old our other house it was still a move though you know the whole furniture dog getting accustomed and you know moving all the 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 bills and all the you know changes in addresses for posts and all that kind of stuff so it's still a lot of a big move and I also set up my office here for the ones who've been following me it's really really beautiful and now it's time for us to leave again and so we've been here since November you do the math and now it is May and we're moving out to the big city and London and let me tell you one thing I don't know for how long I'll be moving there I do know that it's going to be a couple of months but then another move is coming for us and so why am I sharing this I'm sharing this because it's a constant constant move and I've always been doing that even before meeting my partner so it's been part of me I do not feel like it is something foreign to me at all it is not something that scares me and um, a lot of people ask me, oh, but isn't that like difficult for you? Isn't that hard for you? And as much as it's, you know, <laughs> it's not easy. For me, I must say, it's always something that I've always wanted and always liked doing. And I've always wanted to have different experiences and cr- try out new places. And I find a new part of me in every place I go to. And I discover something new about me. I evolve and I shed. And I, it's almost like I can leave old parts of me behind in old places. I can almost start from scratch with the things I want to start from scratch with. Which doesn't mean that I like reinvent myself. I'm saying that I get into a new environment and it's almost like, okay, it's time for a new level. A new, you know, the things that no longer serve me, I'll leave them behind. And I thank every single place I've been in, every single city that has welcomed me, every single, you know, apartment and walls that have, you know, held space for me and give me, given me safety. And I leave it behind. I leave it behind and I enter into something new. And it's change. It doesn't mean one thing is better than the other. There's never one thing better than the other. It's just better situations for the kind of life you are living at that moment and um, the last apartment we left uh, the one in Brighton was an apartment where everything had started for me it was the apartment where I had started my business where um, I had my very first clients um, for my own business not as a intern or you know as an assistant it was really the first time I had my own stuff and built my own business and I was so felt so much affection and got really fond of that place and I absolutely loved it it was like a symbol a symbolic for my growth and my rising into something I've always wanted to be and my greatest you know wish 
and had become a reality in that home. And it held space for so many client sessions where so much magic has happened and so much healing. And so it was difficult to leave it behind. But I knew that when I would get into this place, a new version of me would come through. And that um, it didn't make it necessarily better or worse. I just knew there's another lockdown coming up. It's going to be great to be in the middle of nature. There's always pros and cons. There's always been places where... You know, maybe you were closer to the shops and to the to other friends, but then maybe you were missing nature or then, you know, now I'm close to nature, but I'm further away from, you know, the, the city or the any organic shop or anything I like, you know. And I think that there's always pros and cons with everything, absolutely everything. But apart from this, it's not about that. It's more about, you know, when you move a lot, there's obviously a sense of, it's hard to make friends when you move into a new place. It's hard to build uh, your life. It's also as if you need to rebuild your entire life over again and, you know, find the connections and find that kind of stability. With a move comes a lot of change. But if you, if you um, name and label that change as something negative, then it's always going to be something negative for you. And if you instead see your move as something and an opportunity for growth, expansion, finding new parts of you and, um, you know, and creating a new foundation for yourself and a way to find stability uh, within your own self and body rather than the place you live in, it really becomes a really powerful tool for you and a great strength for you because you develop a sense of resilience. It's like you can find that stability within you. And so many things are changing around you, but you know you've got yourself and you know that you're deeply rooted with who you truly are and that if you have the basic stuff and basic needs covered, that you're going to be fine. And so, you know, I see moves and changes as actual privileges. I mean, it's an actual privilege to be saying, oh, I can move house or moving to another city. It's a privilege, like not a lot of people can do that. And yes, it comes with a lot of stress. And for a lot of people, it's a nightmare. But for me, I've reframed it completely. First of all, it's always been part of me. So yes, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I am already prone to that and I'm already used to that. Well, I've never changed and lived, you know, moved with my family, actually. That's really funny because we've always, always lived in one, one place, basically, apart from one big change when I was six years old, when we moved from the mountains, the Dolomites in Italy, down to the sea uh, in Italy. And so we did that change when I was six years old, but basically from kindergarten all the way up to like my move to Slovenia at the age of 17, I had never moved. So I don't come from, you know, a childhood where we moved and I had to move schools, etc. But I think, like I said, the freedom seeker within me and a lot of traveling, so I'm basically um, used to it. But one thing I want to say is a couple of tips for the ones who are moving a lot or for the ones who are moving or have a big move ahead and are trying to find stability. To find a home away from home, you need to find a home within yourself first. It is when we are not confident with who we are. It's when we are insecure about ourselves, our body, our relationships, our beliefs. It's when we are unsatisfied with who we are as a person and that it gets really hard for us to have a sort of instability in our environment. 
So when you are truly grounded, safe and stable within you, then things can might and can shift and change around you, but you found your center. You're calm. Your nervous system is calm. You know who you are. You know where you stand. You know where you come from. You know what makes you who you truly are. You know what you're made of. But it's when you are lost, when you are dependent on other people's approval or validation, when you are basing yourself on the external and not focusing on who you are and your qualities and kind of always looking around you to understand if you're doing things well or if you're doing things wrong or if you're good enough or not good enough, etc., etc., then that's when a change in your environment is going to bring complete instability. And that is really an incredible strength to build because it really builds resilience when you can be fully stand tall and grounded with who you truly are. And any, you know, movement or shaking of your environment is not going to destroy you or destabilize you it might you know it might overwhelm you it might be something that you need to a lot of rearranging a lot of organizing but you know down you know deep in your core you know who you are you know what you're made of and you know how to calm yourself down and you know um, you're confident of you know being able to re you know rebuild relationships to build a community away from the place you've been in before uh you're confident that you will find things that make you happy that bring you joy you're confident that you are fine with your own presence and to be with yourself so first the relationship with yourself that's the reason why i'm saying this as a number one point is because it's the most important thing it's the foundation of everything and um you are more likely to, you know, build new friendships, find a new community, start something new, um, you know, find your favorite places and connect with a new place and create a sense of home in a new place when you are confident with who you are, when you believe in yourself and when you know who you truly are at your core. And if you're insecure about how you look, about, you know, how people may perceive you, if you are worried about how, you know, other people, what other people think of you, or you're seeking approval from other people, and you live your life based on a lot of external factors, then it's going to be very difficult for you to find that confidence to meet new people and to really build uh, relationships that matter and friendships that matter and soulful friendships and relationships all around the world when you are traveling. So, that is the first thing I want to talk about and the ways to do that is to keep on working on yourself, keep on doing the work that allows you to follow your own rules and to follow your own values and to listen to your heart and to go after your passion and your purpose and work on your own belief system and the things that are blocking you and stopping you so that you can fully, you know, you can shed those layers and be really truly you. And this takes work. Uh, It's part of the personal development journey. It's a never-ending journey. It's a journey that will keep on going and keep on moving and keep on growing. And it's a journey that we are all on if you choose to be on it. And the more you find out about yourself, the more you learn about yourself, the easier it will get. And that will lead me to my next point, which is being able to spend time with yourself and being able to... um, be in your own company and I think this is really connected to my first point about you know 
finding a home away from home within you first, so finding home within you, building a relationship with you, that also means being able to spend time with yourself. And if you're moving with someone else, great, but if you're moving on your own, it's important to be able to spend time with yourself. It's important to be able to um, sit with yourself because the thing is that when you move, you're no longer kind of part of, like the environment around you is no longer part of what you identify yourself with. So um, if you've always been in one place and always stick to one place, it's really easy to be like, oh, but I identify myself with this place because it's almost become part of me and part of my identity because I've never moved away from here. And this is me. I'm, I don't know, the New York girl or I'm the London girl and this is all part of me or I'm the wherever you live kind of girl. And uh, this is my life. This is, you know, I don't don't see any need to change in any way. But when you're someone like me that constantly changes, your uh, the environment that's around you, it won't be part of your identity. It might be part of, you know, an experience in your life and it will be part of, it will shape you. It will definitely give you something and it will be a part of you for the rest of your life because you're bringing this with you on your beautiful um, baggage of experiences and memories. But it's not part, it's not, you don't identify yourself with that place. And therefore, you uh, rely on yourself as the means of identity. And so spending time with yourself and uh, being able to be okay with your presence, no matter what your environment is in. So being okay with, this is who I am, whether I'm at the beach, in the mountains, in this house, in the city, in Los Angeles, in London, in... Nicaragua, in Australia, wherever I am, this is me and me just in different environments and being able to understand that and know that um, spending time with yourself and with your thoughts and with these changes, being kind and compassionate with yourself as the environment around you is changing, that is really important because that allows you to find stability. It allows you to... um, Ground yourself when a lot of things are changing around you and spending time with yourself. And I mean this really, even if you're not, you know, if you're not moving on your own, it's still the same thing because if you're moving with someone else and you cannot spend time with yourself, you're afraid to be alone and to be in your own company and you're afraid to be with your own thoughts, then you're putting all the pressure on the person you're moving with to kind of hold that um you know, that that weight on them of, you know, making sure you are never alone. And that's also not fair for the person who's moving in with you. So really knowing that actually, if you're moving with someone or not moving with someone, knowing that you can spend time with yourself and find uh, pleasure in your own company and enjoying your own company, I think is really, really important. Because with times of you know your environment's going to change your friends are not going to be the same because yes they're still there and you know with technology we're always connected but they're not going to be there all the time you might have to spend some time alone sometimes and you might have to um, deal with a little bit of a moments where you are not straight away adapting because it's not like this we don't move into a new place and straight away we have you know relationships and favorite places and all sorts of little um, reference points that we can keep in our life we kind of we're there we're kind of floating we're spending a lot of time with our own with ourselves and then we start to um, once we've settled we start to 
build relationships. So it's it's a process and it's not going to come overnight. And so being fine with who you are and being okay with your own presence and being alone with your own thoughts is really, really important when you are moving a lot and when you have a big change of environment. So again, this leads me back to having a foundation of trust in yourself and a foundation of who you truly are and being grounded with who you are to be able to find stability in a time of instability and uncertainty. And remembering that uncertainty can be everywhere and everywhere, any time. As we've seen with the pandemic, I mean, even when we have, we had, you know, we were in our own homes and nothing had changed uh, in our environment, still something came along like the pandemic and it completely brought extreme instability and uncertainty into our lives. And uh, being able to rely on yourself, uh, your own company, your own trust in who you truly are and, uh, you know, building reference and stability at, in yourself is very important. And this doesn't mean that we're not reaching out for help, right? This doesn't mean we're not going to lean onto someone when we need the support or the help. This just means that we're not going to neglect the relationship with ourselves, which is the number one most important relationship in your life especially when it comes to stuff like this. So knowing that the number one thing, if you want to be moving a lot or you want to find stability when you're moving is find a stability with yourself first. Be able to spend time with yourself first. Okay, and now on to things that are more like external and uh, things that you can change in your environment. Oh no, one last thing that I wanted to say that is internal is uh, one thing I'd noticed with... Uh, the different moves I have done is that I was usually unhappy in a place when I was unhappy with myself or with something in my life in that time. So it was usually not the actual city that was the problem, not the actual place, village, country, uh, opportunities. It was mostly my state of mind that made the difference. So if I enjoyed what I was doing, if I enjoyed the place I spent all of my day in, if I enjoyed uh, the people I was with and I enjoyed what I was doing and where I was in my life in that moment, then I usually enjoyed the place and the, and the place became beautiful. And I'm really not kidding with you all. I've really changed a lot of places where I was unhappy. I've done moves where I was unhappy to go in a place. And I was like, this is not the place for me. Blah, 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 blah. Why? Because I was not happy there. Because I was really, really insecure. Or I was not well. I was going through a hard time. When I was um, struggling with my panic disorder, I really didn't enjoy the place I was living in. And yes, I do believe it wasn't the place for me still today. It's just not the place for me, but it's a beautiful place. And I'm sure a lot of people love being there. So a big part of me not being satisfied there was obviously because I was suffering with crippling fear. I didn't know what it was and I still hadn't had no clue there was panic disorder and I was studying and didn't enjoy it. I wasn't meeting anyone, but I also wasn't open to meeting anyone. I was stuck in a very, very toxic relationship and I just didn't allow myself and I was didn't allow myself to um, meet people and to create my little community there. 
and um, a girl I knew had just moved in to an apartment next to mine and she created a wonderful community and enjoyed it and has been there for years. And so again, it's about the people you meet. It's about uh, what you're doing. And I didn't enjoy the the place I was in. I didn't enjoy much of the way and the things I had to study at that time. I didn't really enjoy, I didn't, I wasn't happy in my relationship and I felt like I was really caged in and therefore I also didn't really enjoy the place. So a lot of the things, and I don't say that like, oh, you know, if you're happy within and any place becomes absolutely beautiful, but when you're think looking at this from a very privileged uh, angle of you being able to choose where you want to want to live and you're moving into a new place or a new city and you need to make a decision but you're not sure and maybe it's you know the right job but you're not sure if it's the right city and if you'll enjoy it remember that if you're doing something you love the city or the opportunity things around you come second place so if you're moving somewhere for the dream job and you know this is the everything you always wanted to do then you're going to enjoy what you're doing therefore you're going to be at your best you're going to thrive and you're going to be thriving in the environment because you love what you're doing and you're going to be happy to meet the people you're you're around and you're going to build the relationships build a community and slowly build this sense of home away from your home and so really feeling like, oh, wow, here is where I've got my connections. I have stability. I have a job I love. I've met people I absolutely adore. And the city comes as a second. And then it, the city or the village or the wherever you're going becomes uh, really, it becomes beautiful. It becomes your place. So again, a lot of people might look at the place you're living in and be like, oh, how can she live there? I would never be able, or it's so cold there, or it's so warm there, whatever. You know, people can think whatever. It's when you really enjoy what you're doing that everything really truly becomes beautiful. It's when you have, um, you're happy with who you are. It's happy, you're happy with what you're doing. You're happy with the choices you've made. And I think this is the most important thing of it all. And I... When I was uh, modeling in Milan, I was so happy. I loved my job there. And yes, it was, some things really weren't easy, but I had just moved from a very difficult time of my life. I'd finally found my wings of freedom. It was my first glimpse of freedom after many, many years of total breakdown and loss of many, many parts of me and of feeling really caged and sad and no hope and this was Milan was my glimpse of hope and so many people a lot of people say Milan either you love it or you hate it and especially in Italy of course if you go visit it's very different but to live there a lot of people say either you love it or you hate it and I loved it loved it absolutely loved it um because of of that because I was free and because I was doing what I loved and it wasn't super easy. It wasn't easy to get a job. It wasn't easy to, you know, pay the bills and pay, you know, and uh, how can I say live and live off of what I was doing. It wasn't the easiest time from that perspective. However, um, I made it work. I made it work because I loved it and I felt happy. I could be myself. I was free. I was no longer held down by a disorder or a toxic relationship. I was finally breaking free and I could depend on myself and the city became the most beautiful place on earth for me. 
and um, and it still is it has a big place in my heart so again remembering that if you are following your heart if you're aligned with your values if you're doing something you love if you're happy with who you are if you're honoring your needs by taking a certain decision to move somewhere you're going to enjoy it because you are happy so that's one of the other things that comes from internal, you know, internally to really enjoy a, a place. And I can tell you the place I haven't enjoyed much, and I have a couple, which I'm not going to say now, but the places I haven't enjoyed that much are places where I was unhappy. Whether it was in my relationship, not feeling satisfied in my relationship, whether it was not being satisfied with the choice I was making in a job or not being happy with the job I, you know, I was uh, I was doing or unhappy with the way I perceive myself, so unhappy with my body. That's when usually the place ended up being a place I didn't enjoy as much because I didn't make, I, I didn't allow myself to make it my home because you're struggling so much to kind of cope with the things that are dragging you down, whether it's the relationship, the job, you're not even being able to find the beauty in the place you're at, because I truly believe there's beauty everywhere. There's beauty everywhere, but we don't allow ourselves to see it when we are in a dark place or when we're not happy with who we are. And when I look back at those places, I'm like, Ugh, no, I wouldn't move back there. But I know that if I would move back there with the job I have now, with the freedom I have now, with the life I've created for myself now, doing what I love every single day, I know I would find beauty in those places too. Because I'm seeing it from a whole other perspective. Great. And now moving on to things that are, let's say, a bit more physical or let's say changes in your environment that you can make or not really changes, but things you can focus on to really um, find this home away from home. One thing that I've always done and that I've gotten from my mother, shout out to my mom who listens to every single episode of mine and is my number one fan. And I'm so blessed and grateful for her being such a big supporter of mine is that she always um, made a home cozy and comfy everywhere she goes and by this I mean even if we have an Airbnb in Copenhagen she you know lights a candle and makes a nice tea in the morning before we go out on you know to discover the city or uh, makes with anything you know anything she buys she can make it you know into a cozy warm meal and dinner at home she finds you know any little thing anything she touches feels cozy and home and uh, comfy and so she taught me this I think I've seen it from her and I've picked it up in my life and I remember when she dropped me off to at 16 to the dorm to the college well, it was a dorm, not a college dorm, uh, when I was living in Slovenia. And she made sure, you know, that I had my bed sheets from home that felt so cozy and that we bought some things that would make me feel comfortable. And I don't know, I remember just, you know, having a couple pictures with me and the things that would, you know, things that would make me feel comfortable and whatever, if it's buying a little agenda so that you, you know, can write your things down and just a fresh start. And I remember uh, us moving into this tiny, tiny uh, bedroom dorm and, you know, she coming and cleaning it with, together with my dad, they just cleaned everything for me and made it, you know, we made the bed and made it comfy and clean and put some things on the wall. And I straight away felt like, okay, like it was, it was a bit of a scary time and I, 
it was a different time. I wasn't scared, but I was when the time came of having to, you know, say goodbye and go to the dorm, it was just, it was so different for me and it was just leaving home. But her making the bed so cozy and cleaning the whole bathroom and the floor of this tiny room uh, just made it so much better. And I still remember that. And now everywhere I go, uh, even as a student, I remember in Berlin, I moved in one year and a half. I moved to five different districts. So three? No, sorry, five or four. I can't remember, but five or four different districts. So every two or three months we had to move out and it was such a pain. Um, But everywhere we went, some places were not always the cleanest when we moved into them. Some places were beautiful. But again, as students, I still remember that um, I could always make it cozy. I would go to trip to the supermarket, buy some coffee or something I like to eat, you know, buy even just a little candle and make it cozy, make it your own, find your little rituals. And so, yes, I got this from my mom and I still do it today. I really find little things that I can that can make me feel comfortable even in the you know smallest rooms or places that were not always comfortable or might not make me feel like I'm at home or were a little bit don't know I felt like they were a bit dirty or unhygienic I was like nope it's okay I can clean this all up I can uh, you know I have my own bed sheets or I can buy something at the supermarket to, you know, make myself a good meal and you can find comfort in anything and everywhere if you kind of give it a bit of a makeover by bringing your energy and your touch into it. So all I was doing there and all my mom is doing when she goes to, to she goes somewhere and she makes it so cozy and homey is um, she brings her touch to it, right? She brings her energy to it. And it's the same with me, like buying a candle, even if it's, you know, anywhere even if it's a tea light candle if you cannot buy yourself a a, a nicer beautiful candle you cannot even just a tea light and just turn it on and um, get yourself some good food and make yourself a good meal and fresh wash your bed sheets and make you know put some new bed sheets on and bring your own bed sheets or whatever it is you can make it really really comfy and cozy and it can become yours in less time than you even imagine if you bring your energy into a space and make it yours, claim it yours. And with time, you will see, sometimes you bring a little plant in or, you know, you just put your books out there, you unpack your stuff and nice and slowly you'll see it becomes your new home and you find beauty in places. And maybe you wake up in the morning, it's just how the sun hits that window in the morning and the the light that comes into your apartment, you're like, wow, I love the light in this apartment. So you stop kind of holding on to all these different things and make you feel a bit unstable and you're like wow this this is amazing this looks beautiful or I love this view or maybe it's moving on to my next point which is something I do a lot and it's really connected to this is maybe it's you know a cafe down the road which you love and they make this amazing cafe and the woman in the cafe shop or the man at the cafe shop is always smiling at you and knows who you are by now because you go so often that's again is another reference point of sense of stability and something that you know helps you find this home away from home so something I do is I always research when I get to a new place I research places or things that I know are going to make me happy or that I'm going to enjoy. So, uh, and a lot of friends make fun of me for this because the, the other day actually I was speaking to my dear friend Lucy and she was saying like, I've been living here for 
my whole life and then you show me places and you've just moved here a couple years ago and yes this is exactly it I research things and I find little cafes or little corners and spots that I know I'm really going to enjoy I know I love matcha I know I love like specialty coffee I love places that have you know or, or organic shops and places that are dedicated to health and natural way of living or with you know homemade cooked food or stuff like that so I know what makes me happy I know the things that I enjoy and I look for those I look for those and I explore I take my bag and I go out and I go and look for that coffee shop that I've seen on Google, that I've searched, that I've looked at, checked out on Instagram or whatever, and I go see it. And maybe it's like I said, the cafe down the road um, and you like the vibe of it. You go there and you start finding your go-to places. So apart from having your go-to things in your house, it's also go-to things outside of your new place. And, you know, finding that cafe, finding that shop where you like to, you know, buy your groceries or um, a plant shop, if you like to buy plants, like whatever it may be. It could be a piazza, like a plaza where you sit on a bench and you just enjoy the view. Um, And it could also be the vibe of the people in that shop. You know, a lot of times I really like to go in a certain cafe when I know the person already knows me. And also here in Brighton, like I've started going to an organic shop so often because it was a local shop. I wanted to support them rather than support, you know, the big, big, big businesses. And I thought, I want to go there. I love the the family who owns it. They're so nice and the food is amazing. It's organic, it's healthy, it's local. So it was all a win, 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 win. And uh, they know me by now and they know me by name. And it just feels like, you know, you've, I've created my little space and it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be a lifelong friendship, but it's just when a person knows you down the road because you you go there every day and they they gift you a smile in the mornings, you know, that's already a way that where I feel like, oh, you know, I feel good, I feel safe, I feel I'm home. And home is never that far away, wherever home is for you, it's never that far, and you can always go back, but you can also create little homes away from home, little places of safety away from home. And that's one of the, the great things I love to do is to find these little spaces and go there and, um, and really enjoy it, you know, and, and, and go to places that I know I will enjoy. So even if it's a little shop, I found a candle shop here that I absolutely love. And they have these really beautiful candles, um, specific candles. And I just love that shop. And I go there and it's giving me the sense of like, oh, I found something I like around here. It's this familiarity. And it doesn't have to be familiarity like that reminds you from home, but it it connects with you. And when you connect to a place, you are almost like you are you're finding the sense of of stability. It is when you're disconnected that you're unstable. And when you're connected, that's why we, you know, often we say that your home is where the family is or where your friends are, where your heart is. That's because that's connection. There's connection there. So when you're with your friends and you build a whole community of people that that can easily become, you know, easily turns into your home because you've connected. Connection equals stability. And that's what I'm saying in all of this is like connection with yourself and connection with others. So finding things you enjoy is also a form to connect with yourself. And the shop that you like, that's a form of connection. It, it, it touches you and you're like, yep, that's my go-to place for this. And it doesn't have to be your go-to, but even if it's just a second of enjoying a place, you're slowly exploring. 
It's when you don't know anything and you're just staying home and you're depriving yourself from meeting people, from going out there, from exploring new places, from seeing new things. That's when it gets hard for you to find a way, a home away from home. It's when you open up, when you're happy with who you are, when you've connected and you have a relationship with yourself, that you are able to explore and see what's around you and enjoy that as well. So being able to explore and know where you're living, find little spots and corners and find a sense of orientation in the new place is really going to help you to find that kind of stability you're looking for. So go for walks. That is one of my favorite things to do. I go for long walks and then I see, wow, this is connected to this. And oh my goodness, I found a yoga studio or I don't know, I I remember six months in when I was walking a certain route, I realized that I was connected to a studio that had infrared sauna and uh, magnesium salt baths and floating tanks. And I was like, what? How did I not see this? But I realized and it all connected when you go on walks, when you see, when you go on a walk, you can see like little corners of places that you might have not discovered before. You walk by somewhere and you're like, oh, that's a restaurant I want to check out or I want to see. And you start to really find things that are going to resonate with you. And the more you stay home and the more you kind of, as I said, close yourself off from these experiences, the harder it is for you to give the place a chance and for you to connect with that place and build your roots in a place. So those are my tips for finding a home away from home. Some of them internal, some of them external. Definitely uh, it is one main, main, main thing that I can say is that it's not always easy if you are in a situation like me, which means that it's constant moves and a lot of moves. Uh, You often leave friends behind in a place that you adored and where you've found your kind of sense of safety and stability in your um, routine, even though as much as I, as I said, I don't like routine, it's still a routine when you, you know, wake up in a place and go to bed in the same place and that's still a sense of stability. So, you know, you you build those friendships and that's not that easy. And I see it, I hear you, I feel you if this is what you're going through. Um, you know, when I first moved here, it was really hard for me to find people and to find uh, friends. And uh, I felt a little bit alone, especially because I had, when I just started my business, I was, you know, I didn't have a team, I wouldn't go to work, it was all at home. And so I really had to make the effort. So if you are moving out, it really pays off to make that effort. I remember signing up to a membership, the Get Lit community, for the ones who don't know, it's an incredible community of um, people working in the wellness industry. And I was a founding member of that group and the founder is Becky Rabin and I'm now a master coach for her. So things have turned out in such incredible ways. But I remember that I signed up to that membership to meet people to find people who were uh, starting their own coaching business like me or who wanted to, you know, who lived in Brighton if there were any or to see who's in London and might, you know, I might just take a train and meet them personally. So really, mm, there's so many possibilities out there right now and there's so many platforms now more than ever with the pandemic, everything has turned digital. So really, there are so many endless ways for you to find people if you don't want to go out there and meet them just, you know, personally or stop people by on the road or just chat and people out there. There's digital possibilities everywhere and um, make the effort. 
big, big advice from my end is make the effort because signing up to that membership uh, gave me my, you know, the best relationships I could have ever imagined. And they've been my solid, you know, rocks during the whole process of building a business. We were together and you build your own team, your own community. And that straight away has made me feel like, oh, you know, you feel like home straight away when you meet people you can connect with and you meet people that you see on a regular basis that you enjoy spending time with that you start um, experiencing experiences together you have experiences together and you do certain things together you don't feel as alone and that's how you build meaningful soulful friendships and relationships so do the effort I felt quite alone and as you know when you're your own business owner and you're self-employed it can be pretty lonely journey so if you are in this situation and you are moving to a new place do not shy away from meeting people find that stability ground yourself and then uh, make sure to reach out reach out and make friendships and build a community that's really one of the most beautiful ways to build roots and connection in a new place. It's the people you're also surrounding yourself with. And find your own, you know, just because you're moving with a partner or if you're moving on your own, okay, but if you're moving with someone else, it doesn't mean that you need to just be with that person. Find your own friendships, find new people, bring in new people, learn new things, create new experiences, learn new passions, hobbies, anything you want. Just bring newness in your life and create something of your own too. Um, just because you're with someone else, it doesn't mean that this element shouldn't, you know, is not as important for you. I really do believe that the people we surround ourselves with play such an important role in our life. And you know what they say, you're like, you are the result of the five people you spend most of your time with. So making sure that, you know, you, you spend time with people that make you happy. And so building those soulful relationships comes from a place of you being centered and grounded with who you are. That's why I started this whole um, podcast with, you know, being grounded within yourself. And another thing that I'm going to add before I close this whole podcast off is there are incredible techniques. I teach them with to my clients all of the time is breathwork techniques and meditation are great tools for you to find a home away from home and for you to bring to calm down your nervous system and I'm saying this because I need it now more than ever so this is also an advice for me that um, upping that game upping your mind meditation and your breathwork game in times of stress is important because in times like this is I remember my last move now a couple months ago when I moved to this place that was a time where I was actually thinking well there is no time for meditation because I need to do unpack all these boxes I need to make sure everything is right I need to make sure I got my clients covered I've got wi-fi to be able to you know run my programs and be you know make sure that my dog's okay and all these different things and I was like filled up with thoughts and boxes and had so many things to think and change and do and the first thought that comes up is I don't need to meditate right now because there's no time and I'll do it when I'm back into a bit more of a stable routine. But no, 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 no. This is a moment where we need it the most. That's where your body and your nervous system needs it the most. You need to calm down your nervous system because you are most probably in fight or flight because there's a lot of things to think about. And I can say it right now in the middle of moving, I'm moving out in two weeks and I'm not moving out to another country. I'm staying in the country, but it's still a lot of organization. 
especially when you also have a business, you've got clients, you need to make sure that, you know, you've got the Wi-Fi settled, that you'll have a safe space to be able to do your work and you need to move things around and change things around and get it organized with, with, you know, when I was moving as a student, it was just me and my luggage. And with the years, it's like, now I've got a boyfriend, a dog and furniture and everything moves with us. And it's a lot of stuff right now. It's not like the moves I used to make when I was in Berlin, moving from one district to another every three months. It was me and my luggage. Now it's a lot more of a responsibility that comes with it. And so I can see that it's a whole different kind of move and that I get overwhelmed. Of course I do. And I'm living in two weeks time already trying to organize every single thing. So I need to bring myself back down and I need to really make the effort to relax, to calm my nervous system, to call it a day, to find times to ground myself, to find times to come back down, to, you know, wind down before bed and find that routine for myself, especially in these moments. And one great way for me is to spend time in nature. I have this possibility here and you have it everywhere you are, even if it's just a tree in the middle of a city, is to, uh, you know, nature is a great place where you can um, charge, but also decharge. How do you say that? In German, it's entladen. You can kind of get rid of the things that bother you or the things that are on you. It's like a place to kind of drop all of that and leave it there. And um, it's also a great way to charge. So grounding techniques like really bare feet in the sand if you're at the beach or in the grass if you are on a park or in the forest or, you know, touching the tree and a bar- tree bark or just sitting or standing under a tree and looking at the at the color of the leaves and really going back to the present moment, looking at the transparency of a leaf or the light that hits the tree and really kind of sinking in and leaning back into like nature holding you, even if it's watching a flower and really focusing on the flower or focusing on the sound of the birds and just the breeze of the wind or the the color of the sky that's a feast for your eyes you know I always say there's a feast for my eyes when I see all this greener and this blue just right now I'm looking at the sky and it just calms me straight back down so it is a very beautiful way to ground yourself is going into nature and so just giving you a couple things that you can do is just really up that game up that grounding game that breathwork game that meditation game Because if you are moving, this is what you'll need. And so make sure that you are, you know, saying no to the things that are draining you. Make sure that you are sleeping enough. Make sure you're eating and drinking well enough and that you are um, taking care of yourself because you're your number one priority. And it's not selfish. It's actually an act of love towards others. When you're at your best, you can be the best for others as well. And so do make sure that you are prioritizing yourself and not you know, in the middle of a move and trying to make it work for everyone. I am taking time off during my move because I know that I cannot be the best coach and I cannot support my clients in the best way if I'm cramming all of my clients in a time where they're bringing in the furniture into my new place. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. And I know that the two days after, I'll need time to find, you know, to ground to put my roots down in a new place, to find these little things that are going to make it mine again and to create a space and make it mine. Like I said, what my mom does, right? Lighting some candles, bringing my pe- my pieces in, like 
unpacking all my boxes, making sure everyone feels comfortable and making sure I, you know, I create the sense of, of, of safety and the sense of home in the new place. And so I'll need that kind of time. So give yourself that time. Give yourself that time. Be compassionate with yourself. Be kind with yourself. Treat yourself with respect and give yourself more of the things, of those techniques and those tools that are going to make you feel energized or at least going to make you feel grounded and calm and at ease for this um, new chapter of your life. All right, my loves, I hope this was helpful. Let me know what you think about uh, the episode by taking a screenshot of you listening to it and putting on uh, and sharing it on your story so that I know, or just send me a DM, send me an email. I'm always happy to hear from all of you and it would mean the world um, to me that if you enjoy this, if you feel like it's, you know, packed with um, value and great content and please leave me a review it would really mean the world and it really gives me the opportunity to create more of these so sending you all lots of love thank you for listening and i'll catch you in the next episode thank you so much for listening to another episode of bravely you i'm so grateful to be able to share this space with you and i really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you got enough tools inspiration and motivation so now get out there keep your head held high and be the bravest and most unique version of yourself if you loved today's episode i'd be so grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and rate my podcast and hopefully share this with your friends and family or anyone who might benefit from hearing this this way i can create even more goodness and reach out to many more women who need inspiration and empowerment to be bravely themselves and if you can't get enough of the inspiration go ahead and follow me on instagram at valentina underscore marzola and reach out to me to share your experience and your thoughts on today's episode to know more about how i can best support you and work with me as a coach check out my website valentinamarzola.com or simply send me a message i cannot wait to hear from you thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you on the next episode